0: Let's bring in Hollywood divorce attorney, David Glass, for more on this. David, people going through divorces are going through some of the hardest times of their lives, and a lot of what they're going through is emotional. And in any divorce, there's a huge sense of loss, and loss of relationship, of money, some friends. We're back again for another episode of the Hourglass podcast, where family law and psychology intersect. I'm David Glass, certified family law specialist, former psychologist, and the author of Moving On redesigning your emotional, financial, and social life after divorce. The intent of our show is to help those going through a breakup find ways to make that life's transition easier, more manageable, and also to help people move on. There are a lot of ways to do that. Some suggest humor. They say it's the best remedy and also the best revenge. Our guest this episode is Dr. Christine Gallagher, who has, in our own words, a twisted sense of humor. A number of years ago, she decided to handle divorce by exacting her revenge in a way that hurt no one, but rather looked at the traumatic event through the lens of laughter. Dr. Gallagher reasoned that there were ceremonies for weddings, birthdays, funerals, baptism, bar mitzvahs, so why not one for divorce? Her theory was that divorce, like other milestones, deserved a ritual because divorce was also a huge and dramatic life event. A therapist for many years, she wrote the Divorce Party Handbook. And yes, Christine Gallagher was way ahead of her time because she kicked off the idea of throwing a divorce party. It has now become a popular pastime for many who want to cap off the end to their relationship by laughing their way through it. Some say a good measure of laughter makes it easier to move on. I'd have to agree. Though she realizes that some don't feel like celebrating during such a dire time, She maintains that those who are relieved to be out of a toxic relationship often enjoy marking that life's passage with a fun event. By the way, one of Christine's first books, A Woman's Book of Divorce, 101 Ways to Make Him Suffer Forever and Ever, was a tongue-in-cheek collection of women's stories and the ways in which they sought revenge against their exes. Christine also wrote for Huffington Post and PBS on divorce topics, often humorously. The book we're discussing today, The Divorce Party Handbook, was inspired by the company she founded and once owned, The Divorce Party Planner. Like other caterers and event planners, her company offered only custom-tailored divorce soirees. She has since moved to Central California and no longer has her company, but her party handbook is still on the shelves. It's a classic. I doubt it will ever go out of style. It's an A-to-Z tutorial on how to plan and stage a festive party. While her Divorce Party Handbook is chock-full of fun games and activities, it also offers some practical and sensible pieces of advice. Dr. Gallagher is coming to us via Zoom today, and I have a whole list of questions for her, so let's get to them. Christine, welcome.
1: Thank you. That was a nice introduction.
0: Sure. So if a person wants to host a divorce party, and plan it him or herself, or they can't afford a party planner, what are the to-do things that are at the top of her list?
1: It's not that hard, truthfully. Um, my, you know, my first uh, question would be for them to, do they want a fun party? And, and I, I'll take a little bit of, uh, you know, what you were saying in, in the introduction. The divorce parties are not always full of laughter. Uh, there are ones that are more serious, you know, the where there's this uh, rituals that are done with the ring or whatever. Um, so the my my first question or my first piece of advice for someone um, who wants to throw a party is what, what what's the tone? What tone do you want to set? And be sure that then when you do your invitations, that that is communicated to your guests. Right. Uh, and speaking of guests be very careful who you invite cuz not everybody's going to go along with a, a divorce party if you like or a divorce ceremony. It's some right. people think just think it's like bad, you know, bad form.
0: Sure. Sure. What do you think is the most therapeutic thing that a person can do at the party if they're the guest of honor?
1: Well, I think the core the, the core thing that happens at these parties when they really work is that the person who's getting the divorce is surrounded by their friends and family. Divorce can be very lonely and people can feel left out of things and and stigmatized. It's still a little bit of that, less so as as divorce becomes more common. But the, the most valuable thing to come out of these parties is just a sense of your friends and your family are with you. It's okay, they're helping you through this transition. They love you. They'll be with you afterwards. And that is that can be very healing and, and comforting to people. And I always say to the, you know, the people who attend these parties, don't then just go home. Stay in touch with that person. You know, you've done, you've been with them at this really important time of their life and check in on them, invite them out. Don't, whatever you do, don't, don't leave them out of things. Right. It often happens after divorce. You're, you're no longer part of a couple and suddenly you're not invited sure this it, is awful
0: now you often ask each guest to share their best revenge fantasy isn't that correct
1: <laughs> that's one that's one game we do yes uh-huh. we, we yeah
0: and so what how does that game run and what's the best revenge fantasy you ever heard
1: <laughs> the best the oh god there's so many of them um, <laughs> that particular game and again it's one of many many games it's just you know um the women sort of are in a circle and we're talking about the the the, the departed one mm-hmm. and it's just a way to you know fantasize well what's the worst thing you could do to this particular person and going back to my work with female revenge um one of the rules that we that i had this is twenty years ago. Is you know what's going to hurt that person the most? In other words, and I had a, a an example of um, a woman who was cheated on by a, a newscaster. So his look was really important, sure. and she, you know, her her thing in the revenge fantasies. It was like, well, what could we do? You know, put put like hair remover in the shampoo so he d- washes his hair. <laughs> his hair falls out, you know, or, you know, whatever, just silly things like that. And it's like, what's And the, I, I think one of the best stories that I came across in terms of this, and it wasn't, this actually wasn't a fantasy. It was really done is that right. the man was totally in love with his car. Right. And so the woman was like, how can I hurt this guy the most? I'm going to go for the car. So she, um, she unscrewed it, it was like a vintage Porsche or something. Right. You know, and it had those old panels inside with the screws. So mm-hmm. she took she took a screwdriver and, and opened up the panel inside the driver's door, and she put a single marble inside the door well. <laughs> and this guy who was like a fanatic about washing the car and polishing the car, suddenly there was this mysterious rattle. And it drove him crazy and he kept taking it to mechanics and they couldn't find it. And, you know, when I, and it was like slow torture sure. and I, thought, this is great. You know, finally he found that they dismantled the car mm-hmm. and she left a little note in there. Like you finally found it sucker. She didn't sign in her name or anything, but right, right. it was like the ultimate practical joke.
0: Yeah. It probably wasn't too hard for him to figure out who had left it there.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. But she didn't want to implicate herself in case, you know, then he sued her or whatever.
0: Right. Whatever might come.
1: Some very funny. There's some very funny stories out there.
0: I'm sure. Uh, is it ever proper to throw these kinds of parties as a surprise to the guest of honor?
1: I, I would say no. Um, my party planning company, we once were hired to do a surprise party and it fell flat. Right. The, the person involved. And it's by the way, they're not always women that do. Sometimes they right. are men. Uh, but the person that was being celebrated or, you know, helped um, was aghast and just was not in the mood. They weren't there. You've got to be in the right state. And usually it's it's after the divorce is over, you know, and the, the dust has settled, and it's time to breathe and think about moving on. And this particular person was not there. And she was just like, oh, and that was very difficult because we got all the food and everything. It was just Ugh, awful. <laughs> and so no surprise parties.
0: Yeah, no more surprise parties after that uh, one. And uh you talk about burning items belonging to your ex. Why is that so important? Um
1: burning is very primitive, you know, um any anything like that um there's a guy who actually wrote a book about that burning the, uh, or uh, what was it called? Something about getting rid of the wedding dress. And he wrote a whole book about all these things that he did with this woman's wedding dress, not only burning it, but like using it to tow a a truck, you know, a truck, tow rope, you know, crazy stuff. But burning is really, um, can be very satisfying you know, the flames and it's like, it's like when you burn an a old love letter and it goes up and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, bye, that's done. It's very, it's very cathartic. Um, it came, one of the, one, I think, uh, um, you may have read in the book, one of the first things that we did was with a woman who had had a, a disastrous relationship with a man and, uh, he ditched her for his previous wife, just boom, gone. And she came back to LA and we were all her friends and everything. And she had um, stolen, if you like, a hunting trophy that they, they'd had over their bed. And it was like his first hunting trophy. It meant so much to him, deer and everything. She took it and brought it back and she's like destroyed and everything. So we had this very primitive party where we had this huge bonfire outside and you know we had barbecue and it was just tequila and it was just Mm -hmm. women you know and the flames and everything and the the highlight of the night was was taking the trophy and throwing it on the the fire and just watching it burn up and um you know people do a lot of burning or burying of things like burying there's a whole thing of burying a ring you know, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a woman somewhere in the country that sells little ring coffins. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, there's a company in Japan that, that where you can go and smash your ring. You have to pay money, you go and you get a hammer. You could do that at home. Why do you have to pay right, right. For, smash your ring? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you know, anything like that again, it's a physical sort of release of emotion and yes it's it's it can be just silly and fun but it 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 can also help you know
0: sure and uh, and the the guy you reference with the book it's kevin cotter 101 uses for my ex wife's wedding dress
1: it was so funny i am so yeah. jealous i didn't think of that book
0: now do you suggest that people celebrate the anniversaries of these divorce parties
1: no i don't I wouldn't okay. recommend that. I would, you know, you do the party, and it's time to move forward. This is all about putting it in the rearview mirror, you know, resolving whatever feelings you have. And and truthfully, like I say, it's, this is not for everybody. I mean, as you know, as an attorney, a divorce lawyer, um, people have a lot of emotion, and and divorce legally, I know because I went through a divorce legally. It's hell, not mm-hmm. to mention incredibly expensive and annoying. Um, and the and the emotional part is not really taken care of when you go to divorce court and all that. It's all very chop, 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 and pieces of paper and writing checks and blah, blah, blah. And and the divorce party is is a uh, you know it it goes hand in hand with that. Here you've done the, the the rational you know settling of the business and the money and everything, and then well, what do you do with all these feelings? OK, so the two kind of go. So usually the party comes after everything is resolved mm-hmm. and move forward. No, I wouldn't go back every year. Hopefully you're you're on to other things by then.
0: Absolutely. So I've just got to know what was the most fun party that you planned and what took place there that made it the absolute best divorce party you ever planned?
1: Well, I've had, you know, it's like saying, what's the best piece of cake you ever had? you know. <laughs> um, there's been many, there, there was one that was particularly memorable. It was a um, an older lady, kind of very conservative suburban lady who found out that um, her husband who had told her he was um, learning golf, taking up golf, right? He was a businessman. He was taking up golf on a Friday afternoon. And she happened to notice that the, the golf clubs in his trunk had never been used. They still had the plastic things. I mean, Guy, <laughs> just take the plastic off and rub a little dirt in there. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're gonna lie, do it properly. Anyway, um it was all a, a cover, obviously he had a, an affair mm-hmm. going on. And she was devastated. And you know, she thought she was happily married, the kids were grown, you know, grow old together. She was absolutely dead. And her friends hired us to come in and talk to her. And, you know, poor thing, it's just horrible. And so we, you know, we did have in the company, we had certain turnkey parties that we had like survivor party, lemon party, whatever. But we did like to do specific parties that that somehow um, centered around whatever happened in the breakup. So we suggested to her. That we do a golf themed party right. you know and so we had we we had the you know the invites and everything everybody had to wear sort of golf clothes and golf shoes mm-hmm. and we hired a, a really handsome young guy that taught the ladies how to swing right. a club and that was fun we had little golf balls with with the husband's little face on it you know <laughs> um and then the coup de gras was we took the the golf clubs and made them into um what do you call it where it's um for barbecue the long uh like spits or whatever
0: yeah long skewers
1: yeah skewers skewers okay and so we we <laughs> we we did a whole barbie using the clubs the yeah. terrible clubs and it ended up this lady finally was able to you know, especially with all her friends loving her and surrounding her and everything, could finally see the humor in it, and that this guy had done something really bad. It wasn't her fault. She wasn't to beat herself up thinking that somehow it was her fault. And she was able to let go of it. And that that was it was not, you know, when those things happen, it's not just fun, but it's it's gratifying to see, as you know, as a yeah. as a psych ex-psychologist or what mm-hmm. if you you know, when you see somebody come out of the darkness, it's, yeah. a, it's a lovely thing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I'm thrilled that you wrote the book um, uh, and giving people who are so inclined uh, the opportunity and the step-by-step planning to plan one of these uh, uh, divorce parties.
1: Yes. Well, thank you.
0: And I thank you especially for joining us today. If you're thinking about getting revenge, do something positive or humorous something non-violent. Just make sure that what you choose to do is not harmful to you or to your ex. We always end with a song choice, where the lyrics send a message about time and love and today, revenge. There were so many to choose from, but I chose The Best Revenge is Letting Go by Fearless Soul. Nearly every word has profound meaning, but it's the simple refrain of the song that says it all. The best revenge is moving on.